Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. Hello, everyone. Welcome. And we are officially at season four. Woo! New season. That's four. What up? Right. <laughs> All right, so we ended season three at the end of January. It is officially April, so it's spring in LA. It's been, what, three months off? It's been three months, yeah. We can count. (laughs) No, two months, February, March. (laughs) Oh, that's true. We can't count. (laughs) I thought it was three. (laughs) But we know we're at season four. Yes. We're a little rusty with recording that we decided to get away from LA. We are in Orange County in a hotel room. With these makeshift desks. Pillow towers. Yep. For, to record this episode. It's so comfy, though. I love this. Yeah, it is. Our, guys- our version of kind of a staycation, as we all know, we're working women. It's kind of hard sometimes to balance and take away time to record. So we were like, let's just lock ourselves up in a hotel room for two days. Yeah. <laughs> and knock out a couple episodes. Exactly. Our last episode on season three, we talked about like our New Year's resolutions. I thought it'd be a great idea to kind of update everyone about what's going on in our lives. So... Who wants to go first? So what what has happened the past two months for y'all? So what happened in my life? My boyfriend opened up a cafe. Oh, yes. Yeah. And my sister had a baby. So a lot of Damn, things happened in events. other people's lives in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're now also a part-time cashier on the weekend. I am. Yeah. I am. So the cafe, if anyone's interested, is called Bapamafa cafe and it's in san gabriel valley so my boyfriend took over the restaurant that my aunt had there first mm. it was yeah, a vegetarian a crazy backstory that yeah they no we got into like a fight one day went hiking called up my cousin complained to him and my cousin was like oh my my mom's selling her restaurant and i was like oh my boyfriend's trying to open a cafe so anyway long story short he's now taken over but yeah on the weekends i am over there being a part-time cashier do it for free so I'm there. Come the, see the free boba. <laughs> oh, free boba and popcorn chicken is bomb. No, honestly, their food is really good there. It is. That happened. My sister had a baby, a little girl Aww. named Riley. So now I'm an aunt of two. Can't wait till I say I'm a mom of two, but <laughs> I'm just an aunt of two for now. In due time. In due time. Yeah. And then also my period cramps have been uh, getting worse and worse. So that's my uh-huh. life for the past Signs months. of aging. Well, your body is saying that they, it wants babies, maybe. Is that what it is? I, it was like a crippling... Pain. Yeah, you had really bad cramps. Oh, yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. Like I like cried. Aww. Oh my god. It was weird. Anyway, that's that's been my update. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, ladies? 
And smell. As an update for Jan and I, we are both still single. Very single. <laughs> Seriously single. Well, I guess the biggest thing is that I have a new job. Yay! Yeah, yeah, so that was crazy. I feel like sometimes like these big changes happen in your life when you least expect it. Sounds cliche, but it does. So I am no longer working for fast fashion. I am working in a media company now, which is mm. kind of great. So I think I mentioned in a previous episode, when I first started my career, I started in YouTube. For me, film and YouTube is something that means a lot to me. But now I'm working for a media company that is specifically putting out YouTube videos. They're a great company. Uh, we're actually friends with the CEO. We're focused on content that promotes human good. So, That's so crazy because before at your other company is a shoe company. You would be captioning things like "Slay it, girl!" Slay it, or like <laughs> what, was what was the, the football one? Yeah, Super Bowl Foot- one. Super I had Bowl? to do like a the Super Bowl or the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh my god! <laughs> it was very creative and fun. The people there were amazing, but sometimes with like the type of work I had to do, I felt like it wasn't stimulating enough for me. For sure, yeah. It wasn't and, like your passion isn't fashion, so yeah. and that rhymes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fashion's fun. I feel like I learned a lot how to dress better, but fashion's never been like my right. number one thing I wanted yeah. to do. You literally went from like one end of the spectrum to the other because exactly. now it's about like humanitarian things and like helping others and more people related. Yeah. So I'm really thankful for that. It's a shift because it's, I feel like it's more of a startup company versus my last one is like this big building with like yeah. 500 employees. Mm-hmm. It's been, I think it's only been like a few weeks since I had this position. It's a large hat to fill or like the title feels much larger than I'm used to. Well, because it's also a startup. So then like every role has a very key part to the yeah. whole company. Yeah. Right? And you're wearing multiple hats as they say. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Or shoes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the main thing is that I have a new job, learning a lot. The team is great. I'll share more about that as, you know, I continue along with this company, but that is the biggest shift for me. Yeah. Very um, proud of you, Mel. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I didn't expect to fall in love with the people at my last job that it was really hard for me to say goodbye. Like I was mm-hmm. crying. Yeah. Like yeah. it just was this whole thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, it felt really st- I feel like I was leaving a family. Yeah. So it was kind of bittersweet. Change is good. Change is nerve-wracking, but I do think I'm going to learn so much from this role. The people there are so just like crazy thinkers. Like I was like mind blown about how smart and intelligent the people at this current company are. Mm. Super excited about that. Speaking of job change, I'm not the only one of the three that has a new job. <laughs> Janet? Mel and I, our periods were synced for a while, so I guess I don't know if that played into something with our like life thing right? syncing. <laughs> so I also, in the last two months, left a job and I started a new job. So I think I've talked about this on the podcast where I'm a user experience designer. I left kind of a, by the time I left, they're not really a startup anymore. They were bought out by kind of a larger, bigger media company. So it was starting to feel a little bit more like of a middle-sized corporate company. I am now working at a smaller design agency. They were also bought out by a larger company. So I don't know, the, I think jobs nowadays are kind of crazy with, uh, especially in LA, like the media and entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. There's so many like buyouts and you work for a small company, but then it gets bought out by a bigger company. I was at my last job for about like three years mm-hmm. and it was cush. It was great. Like I yeah. felt like it was very stable. I had a lot of like flexibility and freedom, but I was starting to just get a little bit like bored mm-hmm. or like I didn't feel like I was being challenged in the ways that felt stimulating. Mm-hmm. I was interviewing like kind of slowly over time, not super aggressively. But this particular agency, like why it really like caught my attention is that I really connected with the people when I went Mm -hmm. into interview. Mm -hmm. And I felt like because it's an agency setting, like they have multiple designers. So the past job I was with people like coming in and out, I ended up kind of working more as a sole designer with like an engineering team. And I was really craving to be around more just like design people. Mm-hmm. And when I went to interview, it just, it felt like a conversation very easy. And also people that I really respected. Mm-hmm. A number of the people in the agency, not only practice design, but they have taught design. I realized that like, as I developed my career, I kind of want to be 
more of that type of leader, I guess, mm-hmm. in, the, in the space. I'm really excited. I just finished my first week of orientation. Yay! So it was a little bit like entering your time cards and, and all oh, those kinds gross. of things. Yeah. Admin stuff. Helen knows. Helen's like, <laughs> memories. Dang, left for a bigger company. Yeah, do all this stuff again. Besides these personal updates, we have a lot of ABG updates, actually, Yeah. Right? So we are now an LLC, what? limited liability corporation for those who, is that right? The company? Yes. <laughs> for those of you who, I don't know either. <laughs> so we are now officially a company that is recognized by the government, United States, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that shows how much we know. So one of the reasons why we wanted to be an LLC is because now we're doing a couple more speaking engagements. We are selling merch. Yeah. Actually, that happened yes. over the yeah. past two months. Oh my gosh. Came out with our first mantra tea. Yeah. I think that actually was what kind of spurred. We were like, oh, let's just start like creating a t-shirt that we want to sell. And mm-hmm. then, okay, in order to sell a t-shirt, let's put it on our website. In order right. to do that, it's like, oh, you need to link a bank account. Yeah. Oh, wait, we should have a group bank account. And then it just kind of like snowballed into, okay, no, we should do this formally, establish mm-hmm. a separate entity. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into this whole, like all of our messages were back and forth of trying to research like legal things and yeah. finance Yeah, like things. what do we want to be? Do we want to be a sole proprietorship? Mm-hmm. Do we want to be an LLC? Do we want to be a nonprofit? There's so many things. Yeah. And we literally had to google everything Mm -hmm. i feel like every step of the way has been us trying to figure out what decision to make for that step to not fail (laughs) yeah and like calling up friends Uh trying to figure out like how are taxes handled for the different i mean we still don't know how that's gonna work (laughs) that's why i look at all these businesses i'm just like how are you how did you figure it out because we're literally just on our own time googling researching google (laughs) i wonder the feeling we have right now it's like okay cool i think we know what we're doing but it's not like we know what we're doing right because it's such a new territory for us yeah or even like shipping so our shipping show our friend merch is yeah complicated (laughs) our friend jeanette designed the shirt and we're like okay cool we have the design so let's just start shipping it out but like that whole process takes so much time yeah. yeah so it gets shipped the t-shirts get shipped over to us but then what we've done is we get material off of like amazon packaging material mm-hmm. and then we package it ourselves we use ship station mm-hmm. to ship out labels and all of that but each of those steps takes a long time yeah but now i think it's more streamlined it is yeah. but I think, I think it's just always stressful when you're doing something mm-hmm. for the first time and you don't really know like it's hard to even predict like how long it's going to take and like right. what number of steps are involved we're trying to figure out like tracking information when we were getting emails from people we're like did you get the shirt i don't know and then like what address to be sent it to so we use ship station like there's different options for shipping like if you're shipping a shirt you can only use like this flat envelope but then if you ship three you have to use a different type of box but then this type of shipping like doesn't come with tracking and all these things we're like right. oh my gosh so i feel like the last two months was us having a, like an expedited class of how to like ship merch, how to start an LLC, like combine into one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is why we take time off so we can actually progress the company mm-hmm. in ways where we just need a little bit more time to think through this stuff. If you are out there and you purchased a shirt, yeah. thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for yeah. your support, but also your patience. Yeah. <laughs> your t-shirt. As noobs to the space, we were like, uh, I think for some people that order in multiple shirts, we something with the labeling we mm-hmm. didn't quite see so we shipped you one shirt but we followed up with the second one so mm-hmm. thank you for being patient in, in receiving that all so. of the emails you think it's coming from someone who's handling shipping it's us it's, us. <laughs> it's coming from us <laughs> like literally I think it's us between breaks at work where we're like shit um, are we logged into the ABG yeah. email yeah. And wait did you see that email come through and don't respond and like we have weekly meetings but before our meetings were like you know consisted of like oh what topics do we want to talk about for recording and like kind of smaller housekeeping things but now every meeting it's like okay let's ship out these orders like it's right. dedicated to us taping and like packaging the next day one of us is running to like a blue box and like dropping all the yeah. envelopes in 
bless Janet for having a place to keep all of this stuff, which yeah. she probably my, hates my apartment us for. Is currently, uh, a t-shirt, yeah, inventory storage. It is. We're really excited to have you guys part of this journey with us. We wanted to share these yeah. kind of behind the scene moments that we don't get to like showcase all the time. I think on our Instagram stories, always like, here we are, shipping merch yeah. again. <laughs> but I think a lot of people also are always curious about how things start, mm-hmm. right? So you guys have been with us since day one of when we were drinking, downing three balls of wine, trying to record one episode. <laughs> I mean, the reason why we started the LLC is because we needed like a tax ID in order yeah. to get paid because we have done our first speaking engagement at Purdue. Woo! Went super yeah. well. And we're looking forward to doing more. So, I mean, if anyone's out there that wants to have us over, I think a lot of like Asian sororities are always good sponsors for this type of stuff. We'd be down to come out. So many of you have probably seen floating around the internets uh, this thing called 36 questions that lead to love. And it's kind of this premise where you set up two people who might be strangers and they specifically identified 36 questions that help you, I guess, build intimacy and get to know each other. And so deeply provoking are these questions that at the end of it, you could potentially fall in love with each other. So interestingly, this actually started when this New York Times author, Mandy Len Katron, had this experiment after she had gotten into a breakup and she was just so stuck on thinking about how do I fall in love again. 20 years ago, there was a psychologist named Arthur Aaron who succeeded in making two strangers fall in love in a lab, which is like so weird to think about because you never think about love in the in the context of like science, right? Mm-hmm. Social science experiments. Exactly. Yeah. So she came up with this list and apparently it works. <laughs> I don't know. You ladies want to fall in love? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is why we're doing this. We can't find men, so might as well fall in love fall with, each, with other. each other a little bit more. <laughs> love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so I guess you see most of the different ways that this has been done is between two people for romantic reasons. And nowadays, with kind of the popularity of a lot of women starting working mm-hmm. relationships with each other mm-hmm. and starting like side projects together, you guys probably heard of the term like work wives. So on our weekend retreat where we're going to get stuff done, we also wanted to just kind of like get to know each other better mm-hmm. and yeah, what's another more important relationship beyond your partner, but also your girlfriends and people that you're trying to build something beautiful with? That was really beautiful, Janet. <laughs> you guys Dang. ready to fall in love? I feel like we need to add some like sparkles in here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe some romantic music. Funny enough, my new company, they have a video series about these 36 questions and they put two strangers together and they, they record what happens. So. I've seen those and yeah. they're so good. They're so yeah. good. They're so I, cute. Whenever I'm watching the videos in the office, I'm like, Deep down, like, I want to be on this video. <laughs> Do you know if any of them have actually turned to yeah, a relationship? A lot of people, I'm still, like, kind of research, but then sometimes, like, they go on, like, second dates, but then they don't only tell us what happens afterwards. Or... Yeah, sometimes I've seen in the comments, like, no, I followed his Instagram, and he's with this other girl now. Sad. Ooh, heart drama. It's not going to guarantee you a serious relationship, but it could guarantee you, like, the next step. Yeah, or it's a... just, like, like mutual vulnerability mm-hmm. that, yes. like, fosters closeness with one yeah, another, yeah. so... You guys ready to get close, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. Question number one. Okay, so this is actually broken up into three sets of questions, of 36 questions. Do the math, ladies. How many is that? Boom, boom. Twelve. Yes. Cool. All right. The first question here of set one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? See, when mm. I hear this, I'm like, I don't want to give like a significant figure. Or like, What's the first person that comes to mind? Either a K-pop star or Michelle Obama. Boom! Oh. Yeah, mine is Michelle Obama, too. Oh. 
Did you read her book? I want Becoming? to. Do you read the whole thing? I audiobooked it. Oh, is it good? It's so oh, good. I've been mean, I've meaning to audiobook that. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just on my way to work, I just listened to, like, 20 minutes, walking back 20 minutes, and then, yeah, you finish it super quick. Sorry, I, like, derailed no, your response. No, I, I agree. I think something about Michelle, I, she has a presence of, like, strength, but it's a very vulnerable person. Yeah. You just, like, naturally want to look up to her. When you do read the book, you feel a lot closer to her because she starts from her childhood mm. in the south side of Chicago. It's a very different life from, like, the life that she lives now. Mm-hmm. And she's very vulnerable about talking about everything that she's gone through to get to where she is now. How are you, Janet? I think mine would be the Dalai Lama. So I recently, I took a little bit of a weekend getaway by myself before starting my new job. And I was reading a book called A Force for Good, which is written by Daniel Goldman, who's like a social psychologist who does a lot of studying about like social intelligence and compassion. The Dalai Lama, I don't know. I just feel like he would be an amazing like grandpa figure mm-hmm. <laughs> what what would you ask him what would i ask what would you him? eat yeah. with him Ooh, what would, yeah i don't oh, that's shit. like another question know, know. <laughs> what if, would I if, ask if he said yes janet we can go on a oh, dinner you know date it'd be fun it'd be interesting to turn it into like a personal like therapy session um, i'd be interested just because he does a lot of speaking about like what you should you should do as a society mm-hmm. but i would wonder like if he was like your grandfather yeah and you were asking personal advice and sharing about like you know this is my life right now or here's something i'm focused on for the next year what are your tips mm-hmm. i don't know he just seems like such a genuinely kind and authentic but also very not like fantastical where he's like make everything in the world oh, a better yeah, place yeah. hold hands he's very actually structured <laughs> or not structured he's um, realistic. realistic yes he's very realistic mm-hmm. he purposefully goes and tries to meet with scientists and then to treat things as an experiment so the book is actually about how like compassion in a very literal way will benefit the individual doing it so he's like don't be good for the sake of being good but mm-hmm. be good because it actually results in personal happiness mm-hmm. I like that he is an optimist but a realist mm. oh I love that yeah I love those types of people <laughs> okay so the next question is would you like to be famous in what way oh man this is a tough one i think there's different types of fame right Mm -hmm. like i do not want to be the kim kardashian type fame Mm -hmm. at all where it's literally just built off of your instagram page and your looks and sure they've built big companies but they also had a lot of help to get them there which i think good for them that they they can do that but i don't think i would ever want that kind of fame if anything it would probably be more like a like a Bill and Melinda Gates kind of fame mm. where it's like you've done something that can help the public um, and at the same time you can start giving away your money and just building these charities to help things that you're you know that you feel passionate about mm-hmm. there's kind of two parts right it's like one of the consequences of fame is that you're recognized a lot mm-hmm. right and for some people that can feel overwhelming yeah. like they really don't like the attention yeah. but then there's also the flip side of it being is fame tying into your legacy like what do mm. people know you for right in terms of being recognized a lot I could see that getting really draining, like yeah. not being able to go to dinner and without being not bothered, ha- without being mm-hmm. yeah being approached. But if your legacy, like for example, I imagine when Bill and Melinda Gates are recognized, people are wanting to talk to them about the things that they're doing that right. they're passionate about. Right. right. Versus say like a Kim K, it's like they're just like, can I get a selfie? Exactly. That yeah. would get annoying. Yeah. After. Yeah. <laughs> Fame to like have an impact, but otherwise, I don't know. I actually do not like when there's too much like attention. Yeah. On like I don't, I don't that to me seems extremely uncomfortable and draining. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, even you know, when p- sometimes people come up to me, I'm like, eh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I get really awkward. I mean, and that that's something I thought about, too, because we've sometimes now in our local community, people will come up to us and tell us, like, oh, I listen to your podcast, mm-hmm. right? And what 
what I love about some of the interactions where people will connect and then they say thank you because it's like, oh, it's, I feel inspired or like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm so happy that there's content that I can relate to. I'm uncomfortable when people will approach someone and feel like they admire them because they feel lesser than them. That's the part of fame that I don't like. Yes, I I completely agree. Yeah, like if someone, Mm -hmm. if you go up to a celebrity and instead of just like really admiring something they're doing, you feel like they're better than you. Right. That's the part that I really don't like. I feel very uncomfortable if someone comes up and it's like, no, we're both human. Right. We're both the same. That's exactly like when people come out to us for ABG sometimes, like I want to get to know them. I don't want to just be like, oh yeah, take a photo with me. Like, great. Mm -hmm. That now I have a little bit of fame and I'm going (laughs) to drink that all up. And yes. So it's more like a, like one, I do get a little uncomfortable with that. So I can't even imagine being at like the Kim K level. That'd be very weird. Yeah. Yeah. But then also just feeling like I'd rather just connect with these people at a level where it's like, I like that you enjoy our product or what we're giving Mm -hmm. out. And I want to just hear from you too. Yeah. I think my answer would be very similar. If I would want fame in the way of being able to positively inspire people. Yeah. But if it was just being recognized for mm-hmm. like being treated like an idol, that that feels like it would be actually lonely and I think it would play with your psyche in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with you both. I think in terms of like fame or recognition, if I were to be famous or like recognized, it'd be nice to be recognized for being authentically true to myself mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. and then someone's saying, I relate to you. I'm in the same boat as you. And I feel like, I feel like you're me. Mm-hmm. And, that's that's, a good and that's a really nice thing to hear. For me, being recognized for pushing for the greater good yeah. of something or pushing a positive message out. I think it's a really interesting point to say that you want to be known for who you are. Say Versus, say, someone who is, like, famous because of, like, an, like an actor or an actress. Yeah. Like, if people know them for their character, but that's not who they really are. You know what Like, I mean? that would feel kind of... Like, for you, that's, then, like, something... as an actor, though, wouldn't you be happy that, that people you really think... Well. Yeah, yeah, you did your job well. And you're, you're like, wow, I really played that character yeah. well. Because I think yeah. for them, though, that, like, that's their skill. Like, you should yeah. be recognized for, like, incredible skill you have as well. Oh, right. When I think of famous people are just fame, like... I do have to think about like Instagram and influencers and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. there's this video I saw on Facebook. Someone posted, they're like, a lot of people call themselves influencers, but what do you actually influence? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I always mm-hmm. think about when we're doing a podcast or things that we're doing for other projects is like, I want us to be a positive influence. It's mm-hmm. not just we're here and we're like these three girls like flaunting something, you know? Yeah. So I want us to be able to push a greater message out to people that they connect and resonate with. So if I'm recognized for that, then I'm I'm okay with that type of fame. Yeah. yeah. Another part of fame, like you guys mentioned, was that I want to live a normal day to day life where I'm not having like paparazzis and all this stuff around me. Because like in the end of the day, I'm, I want to be like a normal human being. Yeah. Until you get there, Mel, then you're gonna be like, dang, <laughs> awesome. I mean, fly if me I out do there. A K-pop concert, okay, but that's no. <laughs> Number okay. three. Number three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever <laughs> rehearse what you are going to say and why? Yes. I am still awkward with phone calls because in my last job, I never had to make calls, right? And then so I would always type up like a general script saying, hi, my name is Melody. And then I kind of have like talking points. Mm-hmm. And then I use like those points to like lead the conversation. You even write, hi, my name is Melody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, why. Just having a I guess it's just like... forget to intro yourself. <laughs> All right. Just, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Well, say if you're going to like call your mom or your friend socially, uh, is that? No. I go, hey. If it's like friends, I don't rehearse. Yeah. Because you're yeah. being natural. Yeah. No, it's same for me. So at work, because I think a lot of my stuff is very technical mm. too, mm-hmm. I do write out most of what I'm going to say. Yeah. More so because like I don't want to waste their time either if I'm mm-hmm. like fumbling around trying yeah. to figure out what I'm trying to say and I don't want to waste my time either. So I'll outline it and then, yeah, sometimes it's like full sentences. <laughs> <laughs> What about if it was like, you know how sometimes you have to do customer care calls and sometimes it's like a weird thing that you're like, I'm locked out because of this thing or like I did this thing with my credit card and blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. Do you rehearse kind of 
Mm. what you're going to say or how you're going to phrase. Kind of. I think for me, I tend to talk in tangents when I'm talking to customer service reps. So I'm extremely more mindful when I'm on the phone with them. So I'm like, how do I you're trying to get something done. Clear, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I stutter a lot. I mean, I stutter on this podcast all the fucking time. So like I have to be very, <laughs> this is what I need done. Mindset. I do kind of a loose outline. Like what are my top three things that I'm trying to get out of this call? It's hard for me. If I get too scripted, then mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I kind of like I'm not checked into the call. So, But you're a natural good speaker though, obviously. So. Nah. <laughs> Shut up, Dana. Yeah, you are. I think it's like knowing what to say, right? Mm-hmm. So being clear about like what is your goal from the phone call. I need some room to be able to like let them respond and then being able to on the spot kind of reflect and have and have a response. Because mm-hmm. I think also it's probably like related to our jobs, right? Like sometimes when I do, if it's like a design review, I can't predict how they're going to react. I need to know what are the things that I want to get through, mm-hmm. but I need to be able to be receptive to however they come back. Like how am I going to react to that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? I guess I'll start. My perfect day for me is waking up fresh, like like refreshed and not hungover. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. That's a good point. <laughs> because I think we always talk about when we drink the, the day before, the next day we always feel like we're wasting a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So waking up refreshed and like feeling like I did a lot of things, got a lot of things done, like my chores. Maybe I got, I went outside and did something with myself. I something outside related. But then mm. coming back home and knowing that. I've done everything I had to do for the day and spending the rest of the day in bed watching shows and having like food delivered. Like that is like the ultimate like Mm. perfect day for me. That sounds like most Sundays without the hangover part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Because something for Sundays, I'm always running around doing chores. I feel most of my days filled with errands versus like knowing the fact that I'm done with it or like, Mm -hmm. like the morning is done. Yeah. Or yeah. What about you, Miss Helen? So perfect means it doesn't happen very often, right? Mm -hmm. Or barely so i'd wake up at like 5 30 oh, <laughs> in the morning when the not hungover when the sun's up and i would love to just go like on a two-hour drive somewhere go mm. hiking and be part of nature actually 5 30 waking up and waking up next to my boyfriend that is i I've, I've come to see now that like work for me has been so busy that that is actually the best part of my day like Aww. waking up and falling asleep Next. So that's, that's like so that's already sweet. That's, <laughs> you hear that little like negativity of Janet's <laughs> You bitch. <laughs> um, so that's part of the perfect day. And then so hiking, getting lunch somewhere, overlooking like the ocean, an ocean view, going down to the beach, peppering or playing volleyball for a little bit, getting a nap in there somewhere. And then at nighttime going to like some dinner places like really make you think about like, oh my gosh, this architecture, this like Mm. this design is so interesting and it really makes me feel like I'm very comfortable. Places like that that's new and hip, I guess, or going to like a friend's like event or something and supporting them, some like show or something like that and going home and then doing the same thing. That sounds really nice. Jenna's staring at me. She's like, don't say it. No, I actually, no, I'm saying it because it's like, I'm living vicariously through. Yeah, same. Yeah, it feels like, that's like, that's like, falling asleep. It's interesting how like our days are kind of like based on our current status or what we're used to doing on the day to day. Yeah. Just like, how do you perfect it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, when I'm thinking through mine, it's like, I don't really imagine a partner, even though I want to at some point Mm -hmm. have that, but I think I would be somewhere in between well, you didn't say what time, Mel, you would wake up, but I wouldn't quite be a 5 a.m. or <laughs> I'm like a, like a 10 a.m. 10. I think I'm more like a 7. <laughs> 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, <in between. laughs> because I want it to be early enough where it still feels like I can get in like a, a morning yoga session mm-hmm. and then I start my day and it still feels like there's a full day. Yeah. Versus if I started a little bit like 10 a.m. then I do yoga, then it's like already noon time, right? Mm-hmm. So my perfect day would be get up, go to a morning yoga session, go to a coffee shop, do some reading, journaling, 
and then going outside and doing like a light moderate hike like getting out definitely getting sunshine and nature time in yeah and then maybe going for a massage Ooh, fit that in my perfect day (laughs) and and ending the day with like dinner with friends so i want some balance yeah like solo time but then also i need some like social interaction Mm -hmm. in there yeah Dang, I'm like a loner, am I? <laughs> yeah, I think so yours is, is a perfect day too. I think it's like you know like, I just want to eat and sleep yeah. and watch movies. <laughs> I think as I, I feel lately, I've been very clouded with not anxiety but stress, just a, a change, you know. And so mm-hmm. I haven't that's had like solo time to really just be by myself, yeah. stress free. Yeah. So as of today, that's your perfect day. But then maybe yeah. next week it'll be a little but different. Can I just squeeze in something as you guys are talking and like squeeze a girl? Yeah, <laughs> get in so there. Like, okay, so I try when I drive. I kind of fantasize of like you know things in my head based on the song. I know this song's kind of dirty, but <laughs> no, okay, what's about wait, to happen, no. Mel? No, so I always envision this moment where like. Miguel's coffee, the song coffee. For some reason, I, like a day that I wish to have one, like if I have a partner, yeah. is to wake up in like beautiful, like like natural lighting, and he hands me a cup of coffee, and we just enjoy a cup of coffee. Oh, damn, in bed. that is nice. I like, like that. that is really nice to me. The next question is, when did you last sing to yourself and or to someone else? I was telling you guys in the car. I was singing uh, Leanne Rhymes, "I Need You." It just came on Pandora, and I was like. <sighs> Feeling the music, and I was like just screaming and singing in my car as I was driving to work. I sing every night in the shower, usually to Hamilton. You guys haven't oh, seen Hamilton I've yet, heard, right? Oh, I've heard. We've heard you when we were in New York. When? You in the bathroom? You were singing to Ham when you were getting ready, right? You're singing. Maybe. You know, honestly, like, I don't remember. That's supposed yeah. to listen to me. So I, I don't like to sing in public. I don't like to sing voice. in front of other people. When, we do. Because it's hard to Hamilton's like opera, so. <laughs> right? It's not opera. I mean, well, there's like um, Broadway. Well, whatever you were, oh, it's sorry, Broadway. It's yeah, Broadway. Yeah. But like the song that you were, because there's songs in Broadway that are very like technically. Is that the right difficult? Word? Yeah, difficult. Yeah. Thanks. I don't want to sing in public. I don't sing to anyone. So the second part of this question, <laughs> who did you sing to last? I don't know. <laughs> you don't sing Janet, to, I you guess. Don't sing your boyfriend? Huh? You don't sing to your boyfriend? No. He probably sings more to you. Or yes. he's out loud. You yes. Know? He sings more to me, but <laughs> mainly to himself. <laughs> and I just am sitting there absorbing it. <laughs> Wait, Janet, I've, have you? I've never heard her sing in my I don't, life. Yeah. I've heard Janet sing. She has a good When I'm voice. drunk. I think when we, when we get drunk and we do our own like little karaoke session. And we always sing to like 90s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe like that's where. Yeah. No karaoke. Yeah. karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> Only karaoke in the bathroom. I'm like that kid in um, recess. recess that, you know, the. Mikey? Yeah, Mikey, the pudgy white kid. <laughs> he only can sing in the bathroom. That's me. I'm going to make you sing. In the bathroom. Season four goal. <laughs> Hell no. All right, next question. Wait, no. Janet didn't answer. Oh. Maybe it was in the bathroom by myself just being silly. Sometimes either... I want to see this. I want to see a video of <laughs> Me too, me too. Either are you pooping or are you... Or, no, no, like when I'm getting ready in the morning like or if wand, I'm... mascara wand or something. Or, or when I'm sitting in traffic. It probably was like a morning where I was getting ready for like the first day of work or something. So it's like a little bit stressful. Yeah. Or if I'm in the car in traffic and it's stressful and I sing to be silly to like just get myself into a more a more positive mood. I want to see this. What song? Give us a song. Re- yeah, I don't remember. Probably just whatever song is, I will just sing it in a very silly way to like get myself... How... Is it, is it loud? Is yeah. Like, like I was purposely like like sing really loud and off key to get <laughs> to get myself Dude, like I, we need okay <laughs> season four goals Instagram <laughs> post of Janet doing this oh in the bathroom can you comment in our Instagram post right now if you want to hear Janet sing off key please <laughs> next right. question wait you don't you haven't sang to someone else ah. Uh... Yeah, I don't think I have. If I have, I'm, I'm like, it might have been with like my niece if we were. She's oh, really into the baby the shark. shark yeah, yeah. So yeah. it might have been like with her.
Next question. If you are able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I don't understand this question. I don't understand this question because I feel like the the answer is obvious. Like, of course, I want the body of a 30 year old and the mind of a 90 year old, right? Yeah, I think so too. Unless they're saying that at 90, you're so jaded by so much like crap that you just. Or like sometimes as you age, you start to get forgetful. That's not clear because at 90, I want to be like clear. I want to be like a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I want that body though. Yeah. Imagine having, like... Mel, isn't it crazy? Like, you don't even have the body of a 30-year-old yet. You're not 30 yet. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess because I think about having the mind of a 30-year-old, because at the age of 30, you're, like, still maybe trying to figure out what you want to... There's so much more in life, and you're, yeah. you're more in, like, a constructive mm-hmm. mindset. And I wouldn't want to be at the age of 90 still thinking about what are the things that I want right. to do in life, because you're, yeah. like, near the end. Because I'm, like, old. I'm barely able to, like, move and... If I have all these things in mind, I would go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think I would choose body too. All right, next, number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Well, this is kind of morbid. I know. For me, I don't have a hunch, but I hope to die, like, very peacefully. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to suffer. You know what I mean? I think that's the one thing. So if, say, hypothetically, knock on wood, if you were suffering, would you rather just, like, pull the plug kind of a thing so that you don't continue to suffer for, like, a year or two? I think so. Actually, my mom and I talk about this because she mm. said, I don't want to be in that place either. I don't want to yeah. hurt. So if you had the option of like all these things and prolonging my life, she's like, don't do it. Yeah. I've had that conversation. Yeah. And so my true. mom told me that. I was like, you're right. Because then probably talk about this in a different episode or whatever. But like my grandma had cancer and mm-hmm. she chose not to go through chemo because mm-hmm. she like it was really painful for her. And so yeah. she rather just like live out her life with like the morphine and stuff like that. And she like passed away in her sleep. It was also painful moments for her, but it's just like that type of pain. I'd rather go through that. Cause it's really sad to see someone old go through yeah. pain and like yeah. suffering. I'd rather call it like, I live my life to the fullest and that's it. Like I'm happy with what I got. Yeah. No inkling of how I would die, you know? It's not, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit morbid, but I, ever since I was young, I would have a moment sometimes where I feel like I'm gonna get a terminal illness at some point in my life. And knock on wood, where's all the <laughs> Was her hair? Knock on it, girl. Reach <laughs> over. It. Reach over. I mean, that's probably just like a little bit of my personality of being sometimes a little anxious and overthinking things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess that is a secret hunch of how Helen mm-hmm. might go. Helen's like, hmm. I'm being head by volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I've actually always thought, and I've I've told like my boyfriend this too. I always have this weird hunch that I'm gonna die early. What? Yeah, oh, it's really weird. Yeah, we were in Europe. You talked about this, and I. I get like very I don't know why I get like very emotional every time I think about it because I really do believe it and I feel I think about all the people around me who's going to be affected by it and then I get really sad. I don't know why I feel that way though. Yeah. I don't imagine myself being like old and being able to see all that. Mm. So I don't know. You know, I also true. wonder maybe it's because like you know we talk about this. For example, like a lot of people when we were younger, no one talks about post grad life, whatever. But like, and people always focus on marriage and having a family yeah. and having your kids. No one talks about how it's like to go to grow old. So like like being being a senior citizen. So I wonder mm-hmm. is because that's a part of life no one really discusses or chats openly wow. about. So you don't really can't, see it. We can't really picture you're not it. Thinking so about it. In your own maybe life. it's not that you feel like you're gonna die young, but you just no one really talks about that time of their life. Yeah. No, I do feel like I'm gonna die young. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying, but there it's just weird. I just feel like at the age of like forty or something. Like, some people ask me like why I'm always like so happy and optimistic, and I think it is because I have this thought that life is too short. It's gonna be too short, and so things that come up even like work stuff where i'm like super tired and like 
I should be just like complaining and annoyed and all that. Sometimes I just try and forget that because that's just going to be a moment in time that's going to pass and Mm -hmm. you're just going to move on from things. So I feel like I'm like weirdly optimistic with life because I don't want to dwell on the sad parts. Mm. Dang, it made me kind of sad. I mean, I think that's also a really positive quality about you and it's a very key quality about you that you're very like life is short kind of behind yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but now you know where it comes from and it's kind of morbid <laughs> oh my gosh it's funny because i think she's the most healthiest out of all three of us <laughs> <laughs> no janet is girl is no. inhaling green juice and doing yoga <laughs> oh, you have washboard you have abs like 10 mile runs just randomly on the like weekends. once once a like a year guys <laughs> <laughs> the next question is name three things you and your partner appear to have in common well, since we have multiple partners in this room. <laughs> multiple partners. Number one, we're Asian. We're women. women. This is too easy. <laughs> we, we have a podcast. We're going to go deeper than this. Well, okay, one thing that I was telling you guys earlier. I think all three of us aspire for something more than what we're given. This is why we're doing the podcast, right? Because I think, to some degree, having a job wasn't enough for us. Mm-hmm. And so I think also maybe having a voice in this community meant something to us because we could have done something like started like a, like a painting something together, but we chose to tell stories. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I think, I mean, it's because we grew up Asian, but we have a passion for relating to other Asian American women mm-hmm. and realizing the story that hasn't been told that we can tell because we do have the voices and experiences to tell it and wanting to tell it too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, all of our friends who are Asian and female, they could be doing this. But then the fact that we've come together, we have like a, a maybe a deeper underlying passion to do mm-hmm. this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A desire to inspire people to make them not feel alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like deeper conversations with friends that's true and we kind of like drinking too kind of yeah. except for this one one person on my left right now who's doing Dang a old hiatus <laughs> but she, she'll be back for what in your life do you feel most grateful there's so many oh man there, i feel there's so many things to be like thankful for or grateful for no the, we, we also have an episode called thankful Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. So. That's true. So that <laughs> Let's is. refer to that episode for this answer. That's a good one. But if it was like limited to like one kind of thing. I mean, I know it's like a common answer, but I think like family, family and close friends. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like the relationships, yeah. the close, close relationships that I have in my life. Actually, and to even be more specific, the relationships that you didn't necessarily choose, right? Like your family, like mm-hmm. people that you're related to. There's something very special about that. I think the older that I get, the more I'm speaking to like other friends and there's a lot of like broken relationships and broken families that a lot of even like our close friends are coming from or run Mm -hmm. into and i think i do see that impact that it has on kids Mm -hmm. and i think about that a lot too about like how i want to raise my kids in the future how i don't want to be that at all when i was younger i mean i grew up in a household that was like super modest it was we had a small apartment it was like my grandparents my parents and my sister Mm -hmm. so it was like six people in basically a two-bedroom like apartment Mm -hmm. my room was like a closet literally i just jumped onto my bed from the outside and i realized that growing up i never felt any tension from my parents now knowing relationships and how hard it is to have a good relationship Mm. and maintain that without getting into so many arguments and whatnot especially in that small of a space i didn't realize when i was younger how difficult that probably was for them Mm. and so i'm so grateful that they had a good relationship despite the living conditions despite probably how hard it was to acclimate to like an American lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. So very grateful for them. For that. Yeah. For my family, I think it's very common in like an Asian household. No one really shows love in family. Like very a- outwardly affectionate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my parents really are. My parents actually are divorced. So my stepdad has been in my life since I was four. So he feels like my dad. Mm-hmm. And 
the way he treats my mom and my mom feels so loved and they're so affectionate with each other. They hold hands and they say, I love you. And I think that when I see that love, it gets translated to my brother and I, like they're very loving, caring to us. And I think it trickles into my other aspects of my life, how I go about like my career, how I go about relationships with my friends. And like, they're so present, even with my friendships, like they want to know what you guys are doing. Like mm-hmm. they, my mom really cares about you guys too. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, hi Mel's mom, you know, yeah. my mom, Asian boss mom. Hi Asian boss mom. Right. <laughs> I think that when you see love like that, it really, affects you because then you feel like I also want to give this type of love Absolutely, out yeah so I think having that type of family core unit really plays into my friendships and that's why I'm really thankful for my friends because the relation they give me is like so deep and so there that I'm like I'm very blessed to have like very like meaningful friendships versus like on the surface mm-hmm. so yeah I agree with you both. Actually, it's interesting to hear Helen's story because I feel like I have almost not opposite, but a different experience where my parents actually fought a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. I used to really dislike that and feel like that was like a negative experience. But the more I think about and realize that because I went through that, mm-hmm. it developed like a certain sensitivity in me where I have a lot of friends that feel like they can come and talk to me about things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that if you're around a lot of, I guess, like difficult conversations mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, then it builds like a, a comfort with that. That yeah. can actually be very positive. So yeah. Yeah. And you're definitely someone who like, it's so easy to talk to mm-hmm. about any like difficulties or hardships. And yeah, it, it comes from you having seen that, it almost like normalizes it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like to not be afraid mm-hmm. of yeah. those conversations. Not yeah. being afraid of actually addressing it and trying to figure things out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Deeper love for you guys from this question. <laughs> Are we falling in love? <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Personally, for me, I don't like to have regrets. I don't have, I wouldn't change a thing. I agree because, yeah, obviously all of our experiences leads mm-hmm. up to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're pretty happy with ourselves now. I guess a follow-up to the last response about not really having, I guess, much mm-hmm. when we were growing up. Like, I think a lot of my friends did a lot of activities, especially Asian kids did a lot of activities uh-huh. like ballet, soccer, like Chinese school, Kumon and all this yeah. stuff. It takes a while to look because you have to grow, obviously, and age a little bit to look back and be like, I didn't have that. Like, I, I don't know why I didn't have that until I read, like, one of my friends posted something super vulnerable where she was like, I didn't have any experiences because all my family could do was, like, work and survive and give us food. And that was the most love that they could give me. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was younger, I was, like, upset that I couldn't do those things. And it's not until you're older that you realize why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of me is like, what if I was, like, a super, you know crazy pianist or something (laughs) (laughs) knowing that also is just like for my kids i would want to give them everything Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah that's probably the one thing that i wish happened but even if it didn't happen it's it's okay because i'm okay now it's interesting how i feel like these questions are help like when you reflect on your childhood at the age now where you're about to start on your own family Mm -hmm. it's like a way for you to do something about it right yeah Mm -hmm. you're gonna raise your own kids and then how you can change yeah but now i can also see how like kids are just like mom you just want to do this because you want to do it not because i want to be a kid being like no you're doing this class I didn't get to do it myself. Yeah, that's very true. Then I wonder, is that how like, the tiger parenting thing it, like, gets passed down the generation? You kind of live vicariously through your, your kids. kids. Because yeah. even like our parents like had even less, right? Mm-hmm. So for them, they're like, I'm definitely going to give my kids all these things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to be a tiger mom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mel, you said you didn't want to have regrets, but is there anything that mm. you would want it differently? No, it's hard. I, I never like to think that way. I could have like yeah. been raised because I feel like I I don't think everything's perfect and I don't think I was raised perfectly but I was raised in a way that it was overall great parenting for my parents yeah, yeah. I think like, my mom gave me what the best she got yeah and I'm really happy with that 
How about you, Janet? I remember growing up and loving the TV shows where there were like big families of like seven to eight people. And mm-hmm. I think it's because I grew up in a family of like four and we're really close and it's like one of the things I'm most grateful for. But I always kind of fantasize what it would be like to have grown up in a home where you have kids running around everywhere, like big Christmases and that kind yeah. of thing. So I don't know how realistic it would be to have like a huge family for myself. Mm. Um, but I sometimes fantasize about like having like a seventh heaven family home. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I love that that's show. That's probably not going to actually come out of my body. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, shit. Now that you're saying that, like I wouldn't change anything about how I was raised, but there are things I want to have for my family. Oh yeah, what's one thing that... It's the Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like a big want, holiday. Like I would type. love to have a gathering where like they're running around their cousins and there's gift yeah. exchanges the next morning. Like we never... Like my brother and yeah, I, I open my mom's things. gifts because we don't get gifts. Oh wait, open your mom's gifts? We don't like get, gifts we don't, that you give her? No, gifts that she got gifts from she got other from other people. Other, oh, her friends. Oh, oh, so like we don't do gift giving in my family. Oh, it's just like red envelope. So why don't you start that? My brother and I are doing more traditional things. Like we know that's something we want to start for our family. So like when we both start having like kids, that's something we could give to each other. But you have you have a big family, like your neighbors, right? Like you guys always go together. Yeah, but but then you see them opening all their gifts from each other, Uh, and we're like, oh, oh, that's great. That's that's awkward. (laughs) Right? Uh, But that's like a side thing from that. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't want to change anything because we probably wouldn't be here, right? If something small has shifted in our lives at some point. In time, like I could be off, really famous right now. You could be Kardashian, like Helen pe- Kardashian. Yeah, pe- ballerina, pianing, kumoning. All right, we are going to skip this next question and go to the last one because that shit is hella long. So, last question for today is: If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Well, okay, we kind of talked about this last night. Helen and I both said singing. For me, I'm kind of like singing or dancing. I don't one of the two because I always like think dancers are really cool. And we're talking, and Jenny goes flying. <laughs> I was like, what? I have a different, more like realistic answer. I think maybe. Well, you guys gonna keep your answer of singing or? I think if you're talking about like talent quality, singing would be amazing. We could sing in front of the shower or whatever, or, like in the shower. But having that amazing voice, I think because we watched The Star Is Born, I'm like I wish I had a voice like that or like yeah. a I voice like, like Tori Kelly. You're able to like touch people in a different way that mm-hmm. normal human voice can't, yeah. right? Like it really like tugs at your heartstrings sometimes. Yeah. A part of me does feel like I want to be like a performer, and mm-hmm. I feel like with singing, you already know what you're gonna say, mm-hmm. and it's already like well rehearsed, and like it's your song that you're literally just like belting out yep. into the world and people are like oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know like that sounds amazing that and also this is not a quality but more like a i wish we had more time in a day mm. and the energy to make use of that time in the mm. day that's true shit if you're, t- if you're talking about that kind of quality i wish i was less tired all the time yeah i don't know i'm like sure i feel quality. like i'm always tired we talk about singing i like how you said like you touch people's hearts in a way that you can't normally when i was in choir like we did things like you know feel the emotion of the song like yeah you partner up and like practice facial expressions oh and so it was kind of cool because then you kind of learn how to like dive into the meaning of the song but even though we did that i knew my voice wasn't like amazing so i'm like i'm singing but i'm not like lady gaga status i'm just like faking it and making you believe with my face you know what i mean like it's not the same uh, what's janet's quality yeah how about you janet other uh, than flying yeah flying would be awesome but in <laughs> in a more realistic sense i think having more i don't know what the right wording is for this but like greater sense of compassion or more active passion 
Dalai like, Lama influence. I think, wow. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Give we're me all, book. like, we always talk about having, like, a passion, right? But I think I'm more of, like, a, like, a quiet strength type person or, like, I'll know what I want to do, but I'll do it in, like, a more measured way. Mm-hmm. And I really admire the people that are more kind of, like, extroverted with their passions and mm. that they would, like, drop everything and, like, go and do something or feel, mm. you know, and I'm, and I'm, because I'm, I'm not quite that way, sometimes I look at that and, like, oh, it would be really interesting to be able to feel more, like, immediate feedback from... Mm-hmm from giving or from pursuing a thing that you're I don't know but I feel like of all of our like knowing what we all have gone through I feel like you are out of the three of us have dropped things and like gone and do different things different like in job wise career wise yeah yeah, career wise so maybe you do do that but more on like a Mm. longer term level that's true instead of it in a day exactly so girl you are what you want to be (laughs) Janet you live your life (laughs) next step flying All right, well, that wraps up the first episode of season four. Woo! Woo! Thanks so much for being back here with us. If you're a new listener, really appreciate you coming in and checking us out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we have a lot of other episodes. I think we have, like, what is this, 34 now? 35? Somewhere in the 30s. 30, yeah, yeah, we have yeah. 30 or so episodes for you to catch up on if you are new. We are also on Instagram, and we post on there at least three days a week. So you can follow us. And otherwise, we are back every Thursday with a new recording. And we're all over the different podcasting platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all of the other ones. <laughs> Leave us a rating or a review or a comment if you like what you're hearing. We love those and we love that support. If you want to hear Janet sing to you, please leave no. a comment. <laughs> leave a microphone comment on our latest Instagram post. And wait, why me, Helen? Because no, no, you're no. the one that doesn't sing to anyone. Yeah. No, Helen doesn't. No, no, sing no. To you go crazy singing. I want to sing crazy uh, singing. I want crazy singing too. So if you guys want crazy singing, leave a comment in our last Instagram post, and we'll get Janet to do a video oh, God. or something. But this, thanks- is, this is the vulnerability. This is the thing the that we're like, right? yeah, just drop it and do it. Yeah. <laughs> we guys, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was actually really fun for us to get to know each other on on a deeper level thanks again for tuning in we'll see you next week bye Bye. i think we just sang